This, 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 this show is brought to you by Safety FM. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those of the host and its guest and do not necessarily reflect the official policy or position of the company. Examples of analysis discussed within this podcast are only examples. They should not be utilized in the real world as the only solution available as they are based only on very limited and dated open source information. Assumptions made within this analysis are not reflective of the position of the company. No part of this podcast may be reproduced, stored in a retrieval system, or transmitted in any form or by any means, mechanical, electronic, recording, or otherwise, without prior written permission of the creator of the podcast, Jay Allen. Thanks for joining us today for TED Speaks with your host, Ted Carew, the Positive Safety Coach. As co-host and Ted's wife, I have the added task of keeping Ted in line and laughing at his jokes, which isn't always easy. My name is Barb Carew. We are coming to you from Milwaukee, Wisconsin, home of the Brewers, Miller Beer, and the Fonz. How could it get any better than that? Our podcast focuses on sharing ideas with business owners and safety professionals to keep employees safe and families together. Our passion for keeping people safe is the reason Total Health and Safety Solutions was created. This is how Ted is able to share his 25 years of safety experience by supporting companies around the globe in their efforts to strengthen their health and safety process. Please join us in welcoming Fred Evanson. Fred was born and raised a dairy farmer in Door County, Wisconsin, and is the oldest of six kids. He is married with two sons and a daughter. The kids are very active in sports, which keeps them busy, and they love camping as a family. Fred started his career at Miller Electric as a service tech assembler and worked there for 12 years. He has been with CR Structures for over four years now. He has been in the construction industry since he was 16. Fred has an associate's degree in electrical engineering and a bachelor's in business management. Hey, Fred, thanks for being on the show. Ted Speaks today. How are you doing? Great, Ted. Thanks for having me. Yeah, we're really excited to have you on and uh, learn more about you. Well, I'm excited to be on. Fred, can you give us a little bit about your background? You work for CR Structures currently, correct? Can you kind of let us know what you do? Yeah, so I've been with CR Structures for four and a half years now. I did come to CR through from Miller Electric, where I had worked there for 12 years before that. I did grow up on a dairy farm, and I've been working construction in some way, shape, or form since I was 16. So a long history there, huh? Yeah, no, working on the farm and then going into the construction uh, industry, I did, was able to relate. There are many safety-orientated things, farming and construction that felt I was able to mirror together and no, it was a great experience and glad to be where I am now today. Yeah, you know, you look at the dairy industry. There's an industry that, especially with the family farms, right, where there were a lot of incidents that occurred throughout the years because a lot of people didn't know the safety rules or it was just family. So, hey, just do it this way or that way and had a lot of incidents. And then going to construction is kind of the same trends as far as safety, wouldn't you say? Yeah, and it's unfortunate. And I have friends and family that, like you said, Ted, that they not necessarily took a shortcut, but they had to hurry up to get the stuff done. Mm -hmm. Whether they lost a finger or arm or, or their life, 
but you can see that same, those same things happen in the construction. I mean, we're all, there's less people that are able to do the work. More deadlines that need to be meet or be met. And it's quite telling just how each group of subs that we have and the training that they have and how they they are either pushed or or supervised to, to make sure that at the end of the day, they're still going home safe. Yeah, and that's really what it is, right? We always talk about that, making sure employees go home safe and they get their paychecks on time. And those are the first two things and everything after that is a bonus. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the way that we've always looked at that. So can you kind of tell me how a business can implement safety measures into work practices? Well, it starts right here at our office and how we how we look at safety and how we implement it within our own group and then bringing those practices and, and details out to the site, whether it's safety tools, safety harnesses, tools, hats, safety shoes, those types of things. It can extend anywhere to barrier protection and power line protection, those types of things. And kind of looking at those as early as possible within the process, right? I mean, it's always better to try to do it before because once everybody's there, what usually will happen, at least in the construction industry a lot of times, is that they're going to get the job done, right? Correct. And so looking at that as forward thinking as possible, which really sounds easy here on the podcast, right? Yeah. (laughs) But out in the world, it's a little bit different. Well, and we talk about too, a lot of being proactive versus reactive in the safety world. And that's not always easy to do, but it really is beneficial. And like you said, you know, at CR Structures, you look at safety and it has to start at the management level because if you don't create that culture, then it's harder to encourage your subcontractors and vendors to follow that. So how can you encourage your subcontractors and vendors to follow safety measures that you implement? Is that kind of tricky sometimes? Yes. I mean, you will have some supervisors that at times will will let stuff slide just because hard hats, for instance, you know, Mm -hmm. they get in the way or safety glasses and if it's 90 degrees out and wearing glasses, you have the sweat and all that stuff running down. Fogging up, right? I mean, that's kind of the excuse, the fogging up or something like that. Right. I mean, for us as a group going on there and helping identify what they're not doing correctly, if they are doing that, and then if they're not asking them to do that, what is correct? And if they're not going to follow that, then really they can't be on our site until they're able to do that, which in turn hurts our schedule and their schedule as well. I feel... It's beneficial as well to help encourage our subs and vendors if we have, whether it's a third party come in to help keep us accountable as well as them, and also train our people on site as well as our own group on the importance of safety and what it may seem insignificant or tedious, but at the same point, you're still going home and seeing your family and kids. Right. I think you guys talked about it when you said sometimes wearing something or glasses fogging up. Safety is sometimes looked at as an inconvenience. Do you agree, Ted, that that view is out there and you have to try to change the way people view it and the bigger picture? Absolutely. And trying to get people to understand the importance of wearing, you know, simple things like the PPE. Safety glasses is a great example that Fred already brought up. One of the biggest injuries a lot of times can be RI injuries, yet the most simplest ones to prevent. But being able to tell an employee this, they don't understand it from their frame of mind. They're like, well, I've never had an eye injury before. Well, we know that you haven't, but the chances go way down when you put it on. And being able to explain that and telling them the why of putting those safety glasses on or the hard hat or the gloves or whatever that may be 
is really crucial taking that time. And in the construction industry, it's a little bit tougher because time is not something that's always on the side of the contractor. And so people a lot of times want to try to hurry things up. Being able to slow them down and look at why we have to put those on for preventative. But once you get that process down, you actually are more efficient. Wouldn't you agree, Fred? Right. And the experience would also lend to the fact that what you gain taking shortcuts eventually catches up to you and then you're, you're left dealing with that for potentially the rest of your life. Correct. That's a very good point. I think sometimes people have the mindset, well, I can even say our kids. Well, it's never happened to me if we tell them something. We have some of our kids. That's from Barb, not from me, of course. <laughs> Right, right, right. <laughs> we have some of our kids that are rule followers and okay, yep, okay, I get it. And then some that are like, eh. But in the safety world, you don't want them to experience it. You want them to avoid those injuries. So you don't want to really learn by doing. Fred, in your experience, how do you feel a more experienced work crew that you have out there or the less experienced crew members are more willing to follow safety than others? Do you see the difference? Yeah, the more experienced team will definitely be more safety orientated. And I, I believe part of that is because they are more experienced in what they're doing. So it doesn't take as long to maybe frame a wall or where you have some kids right out of high school or in their early 20s trying to learn to stop the first time and still have the same timeline. They're going to feel crunched and, and want to take shortcuts if they get it done. So I would say the, the experienced team is definitely more safety orientated, which and today's construction industry is something that's, you know, you don't see a lot of anymore because we don't have the people that we had 20 years ago that are going into the trade, trade field True. Right, to complete the work. Yeah. And the more experienced workers probably have seen more too, whether it's been personally or a coworker, they've just been exposed to more. So that's a whole nother realm of how to educate younger, newer workers on safety when really they haven't had that experience yet. So is there any benefit, Ted, you see into or a different approach educating younger workers or you just have to kind of get in there and teach them from the ground up why it's important from the go-get? Well, it is very important that they understand. And as we've talked about on other podcasts, Barb, it's really understanding their frame of mind, right? So they really want to know the why. Why are we doing this? Mm -hmm. They don't necessarily have that experience that Fred was talking about of some people on the farm, some people in the construction that have gotten hurt. So they don't have those experiences, so they don't understand it. And really, to be honest, they think that'll never happen to them a lot right. of times, right? Very true. And so we have to look at it from that view. Fred, what are your, how do you feel about that? And Ted, I wanted to ask you, what do you, as far as like uh, a training programs, are there ways to focus more on the younger generation versus the older where it's not say boring for the, the younger generation and or tedious for the older generation? Yeah, I think you bring up a good point. For the younger generation, what do they like? They like their phones. I mean, they love the phones. That's kind of what they've been brought up on. That's what they know. And so being able to make it more interactive for them, such as a video game type almost, that's how you're going to get engaged those types of employees. Now, with the more experienced employees that you have, that would not be interesting to them at all. They want to hear somebody talking. They want to see visuals. So being able to do a little bit of both can make a big difference in your training and making sure that they're not just there listening, that they're actually understanding what you're doing. Right. And I know, Ted, in the training that you've 
done in the past. You try to read your audience, but Fred, like you said, your audience that you're training is going to be an array of ages. So you have to kind of make it interesting and interactive. And it's sometimes hard to do. I go back to like a teacher teaching 20 kids. Those 20 kids aren't all the same in the way they learn. So you have to, for not better words, jazz it up a bit, right? Keep their interest. You want to get somebody that has experience, has been there, has done it, has gone through those processes because I think that's important too. You can't just have somebody that doesn't know what they're talking about and that hasn't experienced some of the pains that have gone on in in the different things. So Mm -hmm. I think that's another important part is being able to read the audience, having that experience and really being able to communicate that. Right. And having stories to tell. Right. To give examples. And I'm fortunate enough, I have plenty of stories (laughs) from the 25 years of uh, health and safety. But you're right, though. That's usually where people peek up are, are the stories. That's a good point, Barb. Right. And I find it too, if we're able to have a relationship with a sub or a vendor that we've used on previous projects, they're more willing to take heed and listen to what we want to do and what we are trying to promote. That's beneficial, I believe, as well. Do you also find that sometimes when you have a vendor or a contractor, subcontractor, I should say, on one of your projects, they come back to the next one and they kind of understand what your expectations are? Correct. Correct. And obviously that can't be the case for every project. You know, every project right. can have different subs on that. Similar to kids, they do respond if you bring donuts and pizza once in a while. That's so true. And you bring up a good point too. You know, in construction, we're bidding, right? And we want to be low dollar. We want to be most efficient for the owner that we're working for, client and stuff like that. So sometimes we can't always control our subcontractors as much as we would like to. And so that becomes a challenge. Do you look at that sometimes and kind of look, okay, this is a new subcontractor. How do you work with those new subcontractors that are on different projects that you have? I like to bring them in to our office, get to know them, get to know their business model. They come in here, we like to show them what we have to offer and what we're about. And then we'll just go through our overall operation process, billing, and then as well as expectations on site. And just make sure that they're understanding and we're clear on what is expected of them and, and how we work here. And I find that's the best way of meeting them face to face at our office or their office if it works better for them and just getting all that stuff hashed out ahead of time versus just meeting them on site for the first time. And this is how we're going to move forward. Right. And I think what sometimes is hard to pair together is safety is a very important element of all this, keeping people safe and such, but you're still running a business. So you have to balance efficiency and dollars and such. But what we have to teach people is that if you have a strong safety program, everything else is going to fall into place. You are going to be more efficient. You are going to be more profitable. Mm -hmm. We have to work together. And it sounds like CR Structures gets that. And that's a big step in the right direction. So They absolutely do. They get that because you can be more efficient, more effective. But most importantly, we're sending people home the same way that they come to work. Yes. Can't put a price on that. Definitely. Definitely. Right. And I think that gets lost maybe in, in the bigger corporations where CR, we're a small group and we're all family. So if something happens to one of us, it happens to all of us. Where I feel maybe in the bigger corporation that gets lost because they don't even really know some of the people that are part of that company. I feel that's a benefit to us too, just having that close-knit relationship that forces us to, and we want to make sure everyone is safe at the same time. Very true. 
Well, good. Well, Fred, I want to thank you for being on TED Speaks today. But as you know, this is one of my favorite times. I'm the positive safety coach, and we're going to have a couple of jokes with you. How are you feeling about those? Are you feeling you can answer them? <laughs> I'm always excited for dad jokes because I love my kids' expressions when I tell them. It's like, oh, come on, dad. <laughs> we can't see your expression, but you can take these and try them out on your kids then. Perfect. Ted's going to start out with one here. I got one for you, Fred. How do construction workers party? I have no idea, Ted. They raise the roof. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Now, these next two, Ted will do the first one we found especially for you yes. with your background as a younger kid. We took many hours to find these perfect yeah. <laughs> ones for you, Fred. This is great. What do you call a sleeping cow, Fred? What do you call a sleeping cow? Oh, man. That's a stumper right there, Ted. Well, this is kind of the combination between your farm experience and construction. I want to say tippy cow, but I don't think that'll fit. <laughs> a bulldozer. <laughs> bulldozer. Get it? Nice. A, a sleeping guy. Isn't that a good one? Okay, that one is more. a very good one. One more. What do you get from a pampered cow? Oh, man. Soft <laughs> meat. Oh, spoiled milk. Thanks for putting up with those, by the way. Those are great. I like it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Fred, thanks for being on the show today. If somebody wants to get a hold of you and learn more about CR Structures or learn more about you, how would they do that? I can be reached at 920-851-9959. My email is fred, F-R-E-D, at crstructures.com. And on the World Wide Web, you can find us at crstructures.com. Perfect. Sounds good. And thank you for being on the show today, Fred. Have a super safe day. Thanks, Fred. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to TED Speaks with Ted Carew, owner of Total Health and Safety Solutions, providing health and safety support to businesses by customizing a safety process to fit their needs, big or small. Please connect at ted.carew at healthandsafetynow.com or visit our website, healthandsafetynow.com to share your safety stories or find out more about how we can work together to ensure your people go home safely and turn an expense into a profit center. Follow us and leave a review on your favorite podcast app. Have a super safe week.